You're watching KCMI TV. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. And um, I think that uh, God has something good to say to us. And so I'm going to talk about a subject that probably has been talked about more than probably anything else in the last several years in the church. And I want to talk to you about faith. And uh, the reason I want to talk to you about faith is because um, considering what uh, we've been through in the last few weeks, it's been something that's paramount for me personally. And, uh, you know, the very act of believing in God requires faith. You can't believe in God and not have faith because you can't see him. One writer said, we love him whom we have not seen and whom we have not touched. And so it takes great faith to believe in something that, that you and I have never laid hands on. I know that there are different Christians have had some divine encounters with the Lord. Um, I, I, Brother Kenneth Hagin is a wonderful man of God that I have read. Uh, much of his writings and listened to his preaching and I've actually kind of just envied him because he's had he had those divine encounters with Jesus Smith Wigglesworth did and and different different great men and women of God and I've listened to people even contemporaries of, of my time that have seen angels and uh, some people have had a vision of heaven or of hell and so uh, and I've prayed a lot Lord give me some divine encounters with you but I guess I'm just a, the normal Christian because I've never had any of those things. So I don't have any of those tangible moments to say, yes, that's why I believe in God, because Jesus came in my room and talked to me for 10 minutes or whatever. I've never had those. And I, most of you have never had those. So you and I, our relationship is really based on the foundation that we, we believe in a God that we've not seen. And uh, I love this verse in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, which is the faith chapter, and it's uh, verse six, it says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the, the writer here in Hebrews just simply says, that um, you have to believe that God exists, that he is, but the only way you can do it is, is by faith. And so um, the writer uh, said this in the book of uh, Luke. He said, when the Son of Man, when Jesus comes back to the earth, he poses a question. A very deep question, really. He says, will Jesus find faith on the earth? That of all of the things that could be out there, he says, will he find faith? And so um, there's nothing that comes under greater attack than our faith. And um, I thought of Paul when he was towards the end of his ministry. He said, uh, <clears throat> he said, I have fought the fight. And he said, I have kept the faith. The word kept literally means to guard. He said, I have guarded my faith. 
And he said, I have finished my course. You will never finish the course that God has laid out for your life to advance the kingdom of God without having faith. Uh, in fact, Hebrews says this, that faith is the very substance of things that we hope for and it's the evidence of things not seen. Um, because you and I are, are natural human beings and we live our life in that natural realm through our five senses, our tendency is to only believe in things that, that our senses tell us exist. But for you and I in the faith realm, uh, because we've never seen God, we've never smelled God, we've never touched God, we've never heard God with our, with our natural ears, at least most of us, we, our senses do not tell us that God exists. It is our faith, that spirit realm, that's deep down inside of us, that says, though I've never seen him, I know God exists. So we are going to finish our course, but the only way we'll finish it is if we hold on to our faith. And um, Paul, he, so he talked about, he said, I had to guard my faith. Why? Because there's nothing that the devil wants more from you and me than our faith. Because the moment that the devil can strip us of our faith, number one, we will from that moment on live in defeat, we will live in depression, we will live discouraged, we will not advance the kingdom of God, and we will never finish our course. So the devil wants your faith. No wonder in Jude the Bible says this, earnestly contend fight, guard, what? For the faith that has one time been delivered unto the saints. It's not a constant thing. And um, I, I was thinking about this. Why does the devil come after our faith? Why does, out of all the things, why does, I think, uh, in my ministry and, and in all of y'all's personal walks with God, the thing that I contend for the most day by day is to hold on to the belief, to the faith that this book is true, that God will come through, that he will perform his word. And, um, you know, the Bible says this, that this is why the devil comes after our faith. Because at least four times in the scriptures it says this, the just only can live by faith. Not by revelation, not by speaking in tongues, um, not by telling the Lord that you love him or going to church on a regular basis or tithing, being benevolent to the poor. Those are not things that give us the power to live a victorious life. Only faith. So no wonder the devil wants to strip you and me of our faith because the moment he strips us of our faith, we begin to die spiritually. 
It is impossible. In fact, the Bible says it is impossible to please the Lord without faith. Um, and so I want to I want to touch now on on really why we're doing this podcast tonight on this subject. The devil will use circumstances, difficult times, trials in our lives, or disappointments, loss, to drive a wedge between you and Jesus. And boy, this is where you gotta this is where you really got to guard because I remember years ago, uh, I was really believing God for something. I, I felt in my spirit the Lord would do it. And um, actually, I'll be transparent with you. We, we were believing God for, for a particular home. And we would drive by that house. We actually got a realtor to take us through it. We walked it, you know, like Abraham, every place he set his foot. And I mean, we stood outside that house and we laid our hands on the walls and we declared by faith that that was our home. And we truly believed that it was, that we were going to get that home. And I remember one day we drove by just to, to look at it and dream and uh, we saw people moving in the house it sold. And it really, it really messed with me. And I went to prayer, and I found myself in a very unusual place that I'd never been before. I felt resentment against the Lord. And I felt like that God had not performed his word, that I had done what he asked me to do. And I, for the first time, realized that um, I didn't have a best friend to go to to help me get through this because I was angry with my best friend. And I kept going back to the park every day and praying, and I prayed through it. And I felt my love for Jesus being restored, and I realized that God doesn't work the way that we work. He doesn't think like we think. His ways are not our ways. And there are seasons where... Um, God does things that we don't understand, and, and I worked through it in prayer, and I got past it, and I felt the, the connecting again between me and Jesus, and my, my love was strong. One of the reasons that the devil wants to drive a wedge between you and Christ is to stop you from loving him, and this is why. Galatians says this. It says, faith works by love. If you're not in love with Jesus, you'll never have faith that works, that's effective. Bible says this, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What kind of prayer is that? It's a prayer of powerful faith. And so over the last few weeks, you know, with, um, with my son passing away, or I should say our son and, and Carrie's husband, um, all of us, we, you know, we had prayed so much that God would, would do a miracle. And I found um, after Joshua passed that my faith came under attack. And, and God was very gracious in giving us some understanding through other people. But I realized that 
The devil was coming after my faith because if he could get my faith or he could get my family's faith, then our church didn't work anymore. The gospel that we preach or these podcasts that I do for, for the body of Christ around the world, I would not be able to do them anymore because the enemy had taken my faith. And uh, the way that I preach and the way that I teach is because to the very core of my being, I believe in this book. And um, I thought of a verse that, um, in, in fact, I'll, I'll quote this one to you before we go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8. Uh, in Romans 12 and 3, it says this, that God has delivered to every man, not a measure, but the measure of faith. Why would God do that to every man? Because unless you have the measure of faith, you will never be able to live for God. You'll never make it to heaven because you have to be able to live in a realm to where when the enemy comes in like a flood, you believe that the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. And so the key word here was that, that Jesus was giving to each of us the measure of faith. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and, and verse 8, this is Apostle Paul, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our troubles which came to us in Asia. This is what I want to deal with. He said, we were pressed out of measure, the key word there, measure, above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. Um, that's where I felt like that we had been the last few weeks, that the enemy was pressing us. And you know, um, Paul, there's nobody in the New Testament that is more inspiring than this man. The revelation that he had and and his stance for God and his boldness. And he, 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 by example, has given each of us hope that we can live for God in a victorious way. And so he's one of my heroes of the New Testament. And yet, this man of God, who actually was caught up into heaven, the third heaven, he said, he said, I saw things that it's really not even able to utter in the natural, in natural language. He couldn't describe it. He said, we were in Asia and we encountered such trouble that we were pressed out of measure. And I was thinking about that in prayer. I thought, what was he pressed out of measure about? The enemy pressed him out of his measure of faith. There are going to be seasons that all of us encounter that the devil, if he can, he's going to press you to the point that you're out of your measure of faith. In other words, your faith just doesn't seem to be enough. And this is what Paul said. He said, when I got pressed out of measure, he said, that's when I didn't want to live anymore. You think, well, how can this man be put in such a place? He said, I despaired 
even of life. And yet later, later on he writes, he says, his grace is sufficient for me. And he writes in verse 9, he says, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who's raised us again, who hath delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver us, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Uh, I think the death that he was talking about was his faith. He said, I got in such a deep, dark hole that the enemy pressed me until I had no more faith. And when I hit that place, he said, I didn't want to live anymore. But he said, God, hallelujah, delivered me from this death that would try to kill my faith. And he said, I realize that it's not I who I trust in. But he said, I have to trust in God. There are many of you that I'm speaking to this evening that, oh my, the depth of trials that you're in and the suffering that you are encountering. You know what it is? It's the enemy trying to press you out of your measure of faith until it dies. And some of you have no understanding of why this would happen. It doesn't seem to line up theologically in the word with where you're at don't let the devil drive a wedge between you and Jesus when I would go to prayer and, and uh, I knew my son was gone I told the Lord I said I don't understand I said but I can tell you this Lord I trust you and I know that you will come through for us you have to guard your faith every single day, even when things are good. That's sometimes when the enemy will blindside you. That every day you get up and you live in a dimension to where your faith is always being guarded. Never allow yourself to get in places. Never allow yourself to become so complacent or you know, when a man thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall, and pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Don't ever trust in you, because I can tell you this. In a moment's time, you can be thrust into a situation that you never saw coming, that you will never have the strength to extricate yourself from. And that's when that measure, the measure of faith, that God has given you will undergird you and lift you up and strengthen you. So guard your faith because you still have a course to finish. I have a course to finish. You know what? We're going to finish strong. We are not ever going to let the devil separate us from Jesus Christ. Well, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, I care about you very much. Most of you I will never meet until you and I meet on the other side. But you hold your ground, you be strong in the Lord. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.